Great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibilities Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. All right, and today I have my very special friend who's a guest on this podcast today. His name is AJ Jaden, and I also know him through Will Gant, who uh, in a previous podcast episode, he was an uh, entrepreneur in the field of uh, those awesome escape rooms nowadays. So, you know, I, I love this entire network that, you know, you and DQ and uh, Will Gant, you know, you all went to Shanghai together and have this amazing story of, you know, being able to stay connected. Um, and I think in this world, you know, where we're constantly on social media and, you know, it can be easy to get lost because you start, you know, connecting with so many different people. Can you share mm -hmm. some tips for, you know, people that are getting out of college on how to maintain like such great professional relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing I'd say is it starts with you. Relationships are a two way street, but if you really care about someone and catching up with people, it has to start with you. A lot of my friends. Um, so a little background, I grew up in Asia. I was born in South Korea, lived in Asia for 11 years. And that's kind of what drove me to building these relationships. So some of my uh, best friends from when I lived abroad or when I studied in Italy um, or when I worked in uh, China for four years, uh, three years with Nike and then a year with um, Will, actually two years with Will. And it really starts just by a simple text message or a simple, uh, you know, LinkedIn message or even just calling them and just saying, hey, how are you? I just want to talk. I don't I don't have anything to say. I just want to say, hey, how are you? We haven't talked in a while. And I think a lot of people don't understand that social media is a huge tool to keep in touch with people. I use social media. A lot of my friends uh, give me a lot of crap because I always post that, hey, I'm at an airport or I'm at a lounge or I post like, hey, I'm going to Italy, you know, this weekend. And it's a lot of my friends in the U.S. that are saying, you know, why do you post these things on Facebook, on Instagram, on, you know, social media? And I say, it's not for you guys. It's for my friends abroad. It's for my friends in Italy, my friends in London, my friends that I haven't seen in years that it might show, show up on their timeline and they reach out to me. It's, you know, a great example is I just went uh, to uh, Rome or to Italy for five days and I had as soon as I landed I had WhatsApp messages from people saying hey I'm in Rome can we meet up or hey I'm flying I had a very good friend who was flying into Venice and he's like hey are you going to be in Venice in three days and I said yeah I will actually let's meet up for lunch or dinner and that's where it's a small thing but you have to be willing to look to be a little bit vulnerable and say hey I'm going to put this out because I want people to know where I'm at in the world and what I'm doing, not to show off, but to connect with other people. Absolutely. And you know what? I got to say that, you know, I, I love your airport updates, man. It's just, it just like keeps, keeps people updated. And like, you know, I, I see you like in different like types of airports and you've always got like a great story to share about it as well. So, you know, I'm glad I've been able to keep touch with you in that sense. 
And, you know, absolutely amazing that you're bringing up that point about uh, not being, you know, self-promotional, whatever, because I think I definitely can feel like, you know, some people might be scared to post on social media because they're thinking they're self-promoting. But, you know, when you come with a philosophy that, you know, you want to stay connected and, you know, since you travel so much, I, I, I really appreciate that, uh, that comment about it. No, so, I, absolutely. Yeah. I know it, one, one thing is a lot. I know my aunt was like, well, you shouldn't post that, you know, you're traveling because someone could break into your home. And I'm like, you know, that's another way with social media where I think people, you should be aware of what you're posting. You shouldn't be saying, you know, oh, I'm in Italy for five days and no one's at my home. But you have, you have to be very conscious about what, what you're posting and what's the message, you know. Is it I want to post, you know, that I'm flying to Rome to see friends or do I want to post Jerome of, hey, I want everyone to know that I'm abroad. So it's really that message. And then you kind of see, you know, who responds and whatnot. And you also, you know, you trust everyone that who you're connecting with. Absolutely. Especially, you know, on Facebook. So I think that's such a personal uh, social media platform. Whereas Instagram is just like, you know, post something hilarious that uh, maybe not, not be completely relevant to your life, but might may be relevant to your brand. Um, and speaking of that, you know, earlier you mentioned working with Nike, and I think it's so interesting because it's like, you know, I, I do follow you on social media and every once in a while you'll, you'll be like taking a photo with an amazing basketball star. And I was just like, man, that's, that's so cool. Like what kind, of, what kind of projects have you done with Nike? So a few projects, um, this started back in 2015, um, where it was just more freelancing, marketing, and working with players. So a few different projects was in China, um, I'd help oversee the uh, Rise, Nike Rise Tour. So basketball players would come in. So a few examples, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Paul George, and they would showcase uh, their shoe. They'd promote their shoe, and they would need someone that one understood events, but two also like to work in a group setting. You know, you have volunteers for all these different events and you're like, Hey, I want to, you know, reach out or I want to be a part of it. How can, how can I be more involved with it? And it's transpired into more so relationships. So I always, you know, you, you say the comment of, oh, yeah, I see these photos with you and every player. I don't post a lot of photos with different players. Um, solely because I'm not that type of person that I want to showcase. Hey, I was at dinner with Kobe Bryant the other night, or I was at, you know, I was sitting courtside for one of these games. That's not who I am. And that's something where a lot of players and a lot of famous people that I've found as well as you, I'm sure can relate to this is if you just have a conversation with someone and you honestly just treat them like a human being. It says so much more about it. There's a, a player who I think is one of the next best basketball players. His name is Davide Moretti. He plays for Texas Tech, number 25. And we honestly met and we connected. And ever since then, I've just said, hey, let's go and have dinner after a game. Or like I drove up one night in January. I, it's a five hour drive. I drove up for the game turned around right afterwards and drove back and it was something where I didn't post about it or anything but it was more of just working with him and saying hey I'm here for you you know do you just want to talk about you know hey you missed a free throw last night let's talk about that or you know what let's talk about something other than basketball because 
you'd be amazed at how many people come up to these athletes and say, Hey, I want your autograph. I want your photo. You're, I'm your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know that they're an actual person. Like they go to the grocery store, just like you and me, they have drinks with friends, just like you and me, but maybe just open a conversation and say, Hey, what do you think of, you know, I, oh, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, some of my, best moments were when I got to work with Kobe Bryant and he he's one of my favorite athletes I've ever met because he knew my name and where I was from within the first 24 hours of working with him and he'd always ask you know hey sorry the only child or what transpired you to learn Mandarin you know at such a young age and you know you're a blonde hair blue-eyed kid from Iowa why are you over here and it's just wow. and then I'm like huh that's that's weird just talking to them and getting more on a personal level with them mm-hmm. and not using their status or their fame for, you know, tickets. And that's something where, you know, I, one of my biggest pet peeves are people that use others for other things. So when Texas tech went to the championship game, the national championship, my phone instantly blew up because everyone knew that I was good friends with Davide Moretti. I had, you know, I had connections and I said, no, no, no. I have, I have an agreement with David and I told him the first time I ever met him, if you have an extra ticket for any of your games, I would love to, but if you don't, I understand. I don't expect to get anything in return from any players that I'm friends with. I don't expect to get any free gear from Nike working with them. I don't expect to get anything in return from anyone, honestly. But when I do, I always say, you know, thank you. Or, you know, can I repay a favor or something like that? That's amazing. And, you know, when I did bring up, I see you with basketball stars every once in a while. I didn't mean that in a sense like, oh, you know, you're constantly posting photos. (laughs) I definitely, you know, sense a strategy to what you do. You know, it's, it's part of your brand. And uh, with, with the fact that you're in marketing, you know, I can definitely appreciate like how you, how you, you know, present, present the work that you've done as a um, in your industry, I guess, in sports and marketing and all that. No, of course. And of, yeah. When you asked the question, I, I knew you wanted me to dive a little bit more into it. And I appreciate that. It's yeah. It, I am say, I will say it is really a great opportunity and I'm very blessed with everyone that I've gotten to meet, but that's all because, you know, per se, I've just taken, that extra step to make it more personal, just like you and I did, where our relationship formed from Will and we never met before until 20, 2017 in October. And I was in LA and right. we had dinner. I, I remember that. And that's where a lot of my relationships with athletes have been through phone calls or text messages or even, you know, Davide Moretti and I met through Instagram. And I, I always joke, you know, I slid into his DMs because there was, <laughs> right. we, ha- we had mutual friends and then she said, Hey, you know, do you want to message him? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll message him. You know, I'll go through. But again, it's all about timing. It's about, you should never go in saying, I want something from someone. You should always go in saying, what can I learn from this person and apply it to myself? That's great. And I hear that as like a common 
you know, not common, but you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and advice that people talk about, you know, networking with people who, you know, have a busy life that people who are successful. And I, I find that as like, you know, how can you, what can you learn from this person? And of course, you know, you always want to add value, but it's like, you know, the people that are up there are willing to share what they want to know. And, you know, I've heard a public speaker say, like, he, he asked a question for someone who's really successful and he asked them, like, you know, how did you do it? And the guy, the, the, uh, he was probably like a millionaire or billionaire and he shared it. And then they, the speaker, like, interviewed him and asked him, oh, so why did you share all that with me? Because nobody ever asked me. And I think mm-hmm. that's so relevant to this, you know, of your story of, you know, being comfortable asking, but also not just trying to take something, but, you know, trying to learn a lesson. Absolutely. I always tell people, you know, I don't network with people because networking implying implies that you want something from others. I prefer to socialize with people because that way you go with an open mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. Networking, you have to network you know, to get a job, to learn something, to talk with a mentor and everything. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, socializing is such more is extremely more valuable per se. And that's because just having a conversation with someone speaks to no end of what you can accomplish and what you can learn from someone. You know, if you're looking for a job and you go straight in, you know, there are different ways. Uh, you can go straight in and say, hey, I need a job. Or you can talk to whoever you're talking to, open up a conversation, tailor it to what you're looking for. And they might say, are you looking for a job? And then you can go into it. It says a lot more if you don't come directly at them because then you come off a little aggressive. But if you make it personal, if you build a relationship, you build rapport, you buy them you know, a coffee or something, it's endless. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I, we've been out of college for a little while and we've, you know, we've had different types of jobs and, you know, we've traveled across the country or across, or me personally, I've traveled across the country, but you've, you've done some great things around the world, which is great. And, you know, just for, for millennials or, you know, any future generations that are listening to this podcast that are, you know, just getting out of college, that are just getting a feel for, you know, how to handle, you know, workplace socialization or if they're in sales and marketing, you know, they got to learn how to uh, socialize and, you know, have that element of networking. How do you, you know, differentiate that mindset of, you know, you're going to like a business meeting and, you know, how do you prepare yourself to say, okay, I'm not going in here to network. I want to socialize or like, where, where do you differentiate that? Does that make sense as a question? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, let's take it in two two parts. One is the business side for millennials, and two is, you know, out of the office. So inside the office place, what's your end goal? And that's where I think you really need to sit down with um, who's your direct supervisor. So a great example is mine was a guy named Brian Genjin. He uh, is my mentor. He will always be my mentor, still is, when I worked at BNSF International. And we developed such a relationship where, you know, with certain projects, he'd say, this is the end goal. And I'm like, okay. And just from there, it was being open. Now, everyone has different direct supervisors that are, in one sense, 
you know, very authoritative. And this, it has to be my way or the highway where others are, you know, you do, I don't care how it's done as long as it gets done. And that's where I think in the workplace, you go in with, you have to go in with an open mindset and you have to be very vulnerable and say, I'm not the smartest guy here. Mm-hmm. And that's where I use the, I use the analogy. It's not the grades you make. It's the hands you shake, which applies to all levels of business, you know, and that's where great example. I got a D minus in supply chain class in high, in college. I went into, into supply chain for two years out of college. Like if that doesn't say, you don't know what you're talking about, but you're still in it. You fake it till you make it. I don't know what does, but that's where with millennials is you're not going to be the smartest person. Yeah. You're at the bottom of the rung or the ladder still. And you got to work up. You got to put in time. You got to put in work. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be glamorous. But if you can say, Hey, I'm learning something new from my boss or I'm working with coworkers or, you know, even ask your boss, say, Hey, can I buy you lunch one day? That gets them out of the workplace and say, Hey, I just want to talk more, you know, or get to know your boss on a personal level. Now, Brian is an exceptional case because we became such close where uh, I would, I still go over to his uh, house for dinner once a week with his family. Um, I've been fortunate to go on business trips with him. I, he asked if I would plan a trip to Notre Dame for him and his wife. And I got to come along with it, with him for it. So it's, but it's, nothing's going to happen unless you ask and you can't be afraid to ask, especially with millennials, you know, and then outside of the workplace, you don't need to say, Oh, I work for Nike. I work for all this. Like, I think one thing I'm very proud of is I don't tell a lot of people that, Hey, I got to work with Cody Bryant. I got to work with Nike. I got to, you know, go over to China or I get to do all this. Instead, you know, I said, Oh, I'm in logistics or, you know, I'm now working for American airlines as a gate agent. A lot of people would be like, really? Like with American airlines, it's definitely something that I'm really excited to start for, but just humble yourself and say, Hey, you know, this is what I do. And then ask them It's something my grandmother taught me of two ears, one mouth, use that ratio, listen more, uh, and talk less, let them be more engaging, talk to them, uh, you know, find some organizations that you're very, uh, interested in and you care about. One is a charity that I just flew back to DC for called comfort cases that works with foster care or foster kids. And they raise money and I'm not sure how much we raised, but uh, that was one event that I just flew in for. That was really important to me. Another is universities. You just came out of college. I'll be the first to say it sucks because you're like, I want to go out every night. I want to drink or I want to go tailgating. I want to go do all this. Well, have you thought about working with an organ, working with, uh, you know, your alumni group? I know I was, we have just alumni networks um, and we have our own group here in Dallas. And I reached out to the president. I said, I want to be more involved. How can I? So we created a happy hour for every, it's the last Thursday of every month where all cyclones throughout the Dallas Fort Worth area can come to and say, Hey, let's all meet here for drinks. 
let's all, uh, you know, just talk. And that's where you can network if you want. You can social. I prefer to socialize with people and just say, hey, how are things, you know? Or you're new in town. Yeah, let's meet up. Let's grab a drink. Or you remember that game that we went to when we were in college? It's something where you need to focus on work and interacting with people, but also have a social life and say, if you're in a new city, even if you grew up in the same city, I have lots of friends in Minneapolis and, you know, that's where they grew up. They went to Iowa state and they went back home and they're very comfortable with their own friend group. And I said, that's perfectly fine, but you never know who you're going to meet that might help you with that job, might help you with introducing you to, you know, your next girlfriend or boyfriend or just a new friend that, uh, you never know who you're going to meet. Certainly. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you have some amazing quotes, like no, not grades you make, it's the, the hand you shake. And, um, that great lesson from your grandma about, um, it was the humbling down. Yep. And the two ears, one mouth. That's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I, I really liked your story about how, you know, that whole supply chain concept is really learning hands on because, you know, we can learn so much in college, but if you take an example, like a uh, Ted Sarandos, he's, I think he's like a, one of the top executives at Netflix. I think he's like, you know, right up there with, um, Reed Hastings and, mm -hmm. And he shares that story about how he, you know, he worked in a video shop and he just worked his way up. And it's like, how do you learn about the entire video industry in just, you know, like one college course? It's like, you can't really, you know, you have to do that. stuff. Right. Now, I'm not saying that for every, you know, finance, accounting, engineering, you have to have certain degrees, but it never hurts to know someone that can either help mentor you. And that's something that Brian and I became very good friends with. If she said, I want to mentor you, I want to, I want to teach you about supply chain. And, you know, even when I switched jobs, I went to another logistics company. He was still, he was the one that actually got me the job. He was the one that introduced me to uh, the company. And it was their good, their, uh, his recommendation actually that said, you know, you should hire him. He's young, he's thriving. And we built that relationship. Now, it's not going to be everywhere you're able to build the relationships, but I definitely challenge people to go out of their way and uh, talk to, now I'm not saying go directly to the CEO and say, hey, I want to grab lunch with you. Or I want to grab breakfast with you. <laughs> but maybe now I have done that before. Um, it's worked out, but not every CEO is going to be as open. You can't, you have to have a, game plan you have to again be vulnerable know where your place in line is and say because i've been how i can't even oh what company was it it was uh with bnsf i remember i got in trouble because from my supervisor um her name was karen she got extremely upset because i was having lunch with uh one of the vps and she didn't understand that he invited me because we both uh, shared our interest in golf and he went to Texas, you know, so we wanted to talk a little bit. I was moving down to Dallas and she wasn't happy that I was doing all this. And I'm like, you know, at the same time, it's kind of, you're selfish. You're like, I'm focusing on me and I'm not trying to get anything out of it. 
And I think she was jealous because she's like, why is AJ trying to jump over me? Which mm-hmm. isn't a good quality in a manager in my, in my view, because a manager should want you to grow, but also find a way to be better. Find a way to not jump the ranks you know, quickly, but jump the ranks when you're ready. And her version, their version of ready and your version of ready are going to be two different things. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. And that, that's so interesting that you had that experience because um, one, of my, one of my favorite jobs, one of my favorite managers, he was like, hey, listen, you should be uh, going above me to have conversations with the, the, my boss and my boss's boss, you know, at least once a month. And he's like, you know, go take him to lunch, go, you know, sit down with him and just schedule like a half an hour to see, you know, what you can learn from him. And I I thought that was interesting, but he came from like a few really good companies that trained um, really good managers. So, you know, I totally agree with you on perspective that, you know, managers should want you to succeed. however. And and again, you're not going to have a great, you'll have great managers. You'll have some that you won't, you'll have some that, you know, you're like, I really just want to. They, they don't want to help you. And that's something that I got very um, upset about because for me, I want to learn, I want to grow, but I also want to build a relationship because relationships to me are uh, very, very important. There are no, there's nothing in this world that I believe uh, relationships should be below. That is, because those are the people that you're going to rely on when you go through job changes, when you break up with someone um, all over the place. Just hold on to your relationships, and but also grow them. Introduce, like I had one of my best friends, she came in for the gala. I flew her in and uh, I introduced her. My flight was delayed. I spent 14 hours in the DFW airport because I couldn't get an earlier flight. And she was in DC and I was like, Hey, I have friends in DC that would love to take you out for dinner or for drinks. Why don't you? And she's like, really? Like, I'm like, absolutely. These are people I care about that will want you to, that will show you great time. And they did. And now they're all good friends. And it's kind of funny how it all works out. Yeah. And it sounds like you've, really done a lot of work to be, you know, a master connector, I think is a the term that they use today. Have you heard of that? Like a master connector? I I haven't. And I don't, that's just me where I'm, yeah, I wouldn't even say that I'm a master connector because again, it's not my, my idea isn't, again, I don't want to grow my, my goal isn't to make everyone love everyone, ELE, you know, that's a term that a lot of people have used, mm-hmm. but per se, mine is just to, because I enjoy interacting with people. I enjoy connecting people, but it's not, again, could, could you said master connector. I just say, I just like me. I just like being myself because at the end of the day, you know, I, if I were to ever, something were to ever happen, who am I going to call? You know, I don't want to call someone that I haven't touched base for in six months. And I'm like, hey, I just need someone to vent to, or I need, you know, a favor. But I'd rather, you know, talk with them and then, or 
a great example. Um, I was in Rome and uh, I didn't, I was stuck at the airport or I was stuck at the airport and I had to get back downtown Rome, but there was no train because we didn't fly into the main one. We flew into uh, the one that Ryanair flies into and taxis where it's, there were no taxis and everything. And I called my friend who was in Rome and he knew that I was in Rome, but I was like, Hey, I don't have a taxi. What's the best way to get there? He's like, give me 20 minutes. I'll be there. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And he actually took off work to come pick me up wow. and drive, drive back. And that's just something where, you know, this was two years ago. And then I, then when I saw him again, he wouldn't let me pay for dinner. And he said, it's just you calling me. And the, you know, 30 minutes I got to spend with you in the car was all I wanted. I'm like, wow. So it's, I'm very lucky with that. And that's something relationships and connections. Yes, they matter. But at the same time, you know, I care about how other people are feeling. Are they happy? Are they sad? What can I do to make their life easier per se? That's awesome. And I definitely, you know, when I, when I did finally meet you in person, I, you know, sensed that so much that, you know, you just had this deep care for people. And I think that's, you know, something that you really have to, you know, it's just some people have that. Whereas, you know, other people you could tell like, oh, maybe, you know, they, they aren't so caring, but, you know, I definitely sensed that with you when I was hanging out with you. So, you know, fantastic. Um, yeah, definitely. Thanks. The for quick two, the quick two, yeah, the quick two hours that we've, got to Maine and have Korean barbecue. I, re I remember that. That was, I flew in to, that was my first time to LA. Well, for, yeah, first time because every other time I fly through LA and never got to be outside of LA and you just kind of welcome me with open arms. You're like, yeah, let's grab Korean barbecue. I'm like, okay, heck yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, that it was great. And it was just such good timing, too. Because um, I think it was like your last day that we were able to meet up, right? Or like almost, almost the last day. No, no, it was my first day. I, oh, first just day. Flew, I had just flown in from uh, Arkansas for work. I was there for a whole week. And I literally came from the airport with my bags. And we had dinner. And then I went straight down to San Pedro, where my hotel was. All right. Yeah. Amazing barbecue though. I had a good, good time. It was, it absolutely was. I missed that. Yeah. When you come, are you ever coming down to LA again or is that like part of your schedule? Yeah. You know, um, I'm actually taking some time to self reflect. I'm actually with this new role with American, I'm kind of stuck for the next 10 weeks here in Dallas for training. Um, it's a funny thing. I say that now, but you never know. I might be in LA. Um, heck, I could be in LA next week. I could be in LA in October. You know, I have a lot, lots of people as well as you that I want to see and connect with because I haven't. And I say that I don't know when I'll be back because um, for me, my schedule changes so periodically, and I have to be open to changes. I have to be flexible and. I'm as flexible as I can be, but anytime I go to a new go to a city, I always look through my contacts and I say, you know, who do I have to see and who do I want to see? And that really separates 
me and gives me clear vision of who matters. You know, everyone, not saying that one person matters more than others, but for example, I was in LA in twice in March, um, just literally back to back weeks, one for a conference and one for um, Texas Tech when they played in the Sweet 16 Elite. And I think I reached out to you both times and I said, hey, I'd love to meet up. But one, I had a conference and that was, you know, I was booked, but two was also, I was there for Davide Moretti and the Texas Tech men's basketball team. So, but I still let you know as well as other friends of, hey, let's grab dinner or if, if we can, otherwise I'm busy, but I'm just thinking of you that I was here. So I'm, try, I'm trying to make it out to LA. There's a lot of places I need to reach out to people, but I'll be out there sooner or later. Certainly. And I think it's great that, you know, you have a great organization skill. Cause like, I can't imagine having to, you know, I've, I've had some jobs where I traveled, but I can't imagine, you know, having to balance such a, such a busy schedule. Um, you know, cause you've done quite a, quite a lot of travel, I guess. It, in my Yeah. It, it, I have, and I, I really enjoy it. I love the traveling cause you meet a lot of people. Um, and I go into the mentality of one being open, but two travel like it's your last day on earth. Um, like I randomly this year, I didn't think I'd go to Europe three times. Um, one was because the first time was in London. Uh, I flew there literally on a whim, long story short, my ex broke up with me for no, like out of the blue after three and a half years. And, you know, some people, they do their own ways of coping with it. And I said, screw mm -hmm. that. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to London for the weekend to see friends. And I literally left on a Thursday night, got into London Friday morning, spent 60 hours in London, didn't sleep much, saw about 22 people. I had friends. It was kind of like AJ single party, which was, was a lot of fun. Okay. I had people fly in from Russia, people fly, uh, two friends flew in from Spain. Uh, one of my friends, she flew in from Italy to come and see me. And it was just kind of catching up with people and people that uh, I'd interned with, people that I uh, knew from school, people that when I was a coordinator, as well as with Nike, uh, the people that just came out and then I was like, okay, I got to go back. And then it was like, I don't know when I'm going back to Europe. And I just had fun. And next thing I knew, it was, hey, uh, one of the basketball players said, hey, would you come to Germany? I said, yeah, why not? So I did that. And then um, on the flight back, right before the flight back, I said, you know, I kind of want to go to Paris. You know, it's, uh, it'd be a fun time for, you know, two days and flew to Paris quickly and then flew back to here. And then I wasn't going to go to Italy with Davide. And I kind of suggested, I'm like, hey, can I tag along? He's like, yeah, why don't you? I would love to. I'm like, okay. So we did that. Um, and th there's just so much where with traveling, you meet all these people, but it's again, being organized. I don't have a, I don't have any Wi-Fi on the plane. And that's a huge no, no for me because with social media and emails and everything, why, why can't you be disconnected for 10 hours? Like it's so difficult for people not to look at their phones or not to, put the phone on airplane mode and just shut it off for the day because they have to, you know, keep a streak or they have to post about something where I'm like, 
for me, I always, every day, every morning I wake up and I have a list of things that I have to do, whether I wrote it early that morning or late, you know, the night before, because then I know, okay, this is who I have to email. This is who I have to call. This is what I have to do for work, et cetera. And that I use that same when I travel. It's who do I know there? I look through old photos. I'm like, okay, maybe they're there. And I reach out to them on WhatsApp. But if they're not, I've had people be like, yeah, I'm not there. But, you know, for example, Sarah is also in Germany. Why don't you say hi to her? Or, and here's her contact. Or my, my brother's in Rome. Why don't you, he'll take you up for dinner. I've had friends do that before. Yeah, and I, I really appreciated your idea, you know, this this whole story and concept that, um, you know, I've been reading a lot of books and they talk about, you know, being able to to make use of the, the time that you have, especially when you're young. And I think, um, and, you know, correct me on anything that I might, might ask about, you know, your own personal philosophy uh, and looking at, like millennials, I think a lot of millennials can feel, uh, you know, stuck in what they're doing or, you know, they're, they're scared to travel for whatever reason. And it sounds like, you know, you, you take life, you know, within your own, uh, I don't know how to say this, like you grab life by the horns, you know, you, when you want to speak to a VP, um, you know, you're able, you're able to build that confidence to manage that relationship. And, you know, when something happens unexpectedly, you're able to uh, bounce back and, you know, you're, you're like, Hey, I'm going to go have a new experience in, in London. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for people that might feel stuck or people that, you know, are, or millennials that are maybe like scared to travel or scared to do something different. You know, do you have any advice for them? The, yeah, the, the biggest thing I would tell them is find someone that you're, that's going to put you in check. And I mean that by find someone that's going to honestly tell you when you messed up, when you screwed up, when like, hey, you're not doing this right. And it's, someone that it can't be yourself because you don't know what you know you really don't understand where your life is going but you surround your people you surround yourself with people that you care and for myself that's you know my parents that's my mentor brian that's um people from iowa state and they really for me, one of the biggest things, the most honest things is finding someone that's going to keep me in line. You know, finding someone that's going to put you in check and say, Hey, Jay, you fucked up. Like, what are you doing? Or I don't think you should take this job or you shouldn't go on this trip or, you know, Hey, you said something mean last night to Sarah, you should call her and, you know, buy her drinks or Clara was upset because you did this. And it's really, yeah, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to, you know, messed up. But if you have one, the people surrounding you that one care about you, because we all have friends, you know, one, one thing, uh, one of my exes, her best friend would always tell her, everything's going to be fine. Like you're great. You're phenomenal. Everything, which I, which you need someone, you need a hype person, but you also need someone that's going to really put your, 
put your life in check and say, listen, that's not the right way to do it. Go up, get, do better or, you know, go grab a drink, do something to clear your mind. But you want someone to be honest with you. You don't want someone to sugarcoat it. And that's where my friends and my mentors that I respect the most is people have told me, hey, AJ, that wasn't, you know, the right thing to say that night. Or you really dropped the ball on this project because you, you know, you had something else going on. So if you can honestly just take a step back and say, who do I trust? And it's not your best friend that says, you know, you're the best and says all amazing things about you because you want those. But you also, the ones that are more valuable are your mentors and your friends that are really going to put you in check and say, you fucked up. I'm going to help you get better. That's great. And I think that ties in well with uh, the philosophy that you were talking earlier about how, you know, you were taught to be humble and, you know, I think it's great that you're able to accept that sort of feedback because I think some people will sit here like, oh, you fucked up. But then, you know, they'll like either freeze or, you know, they'll completely block that person out of their life for, just because, you know, they were trying to help them. So it's great that you're able to, you know, have friends like that around you and, you know, be able to take that kind of feedback. Um, yeah. It, those are the people that you should keep closest to you because those are the ones that, you know, if you start a new relationship, they're going to tell you, yeah, that perfect, that person is great for you or not. And, but they're the ones that are going to be there for you when you fall, but also there when you succeed, because, and that's something I learned, you know, I went through about a month and a half of unemployed where I was looking for jobs. And I had people in my corner that I hadn't talked to in years and they were just reaching out to me and talking to me. And I, whereas I had friends that, you know, I'd still see them, but they weren't, they were doing themselves. They weren't focusing on helping others. Whereas the friends that I hadn't talked in years and they were like, Hey, how are things? I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm still looking for jobs. Like, really? Like, how can I help? And those are the people that I value the most are the ones that are wanting to help you, but also keep in touch because, and a lot of people will be like, Oh, you know, we haven't, we're still keeping in touch. I'm like, are you though? And I'm very critical about these things where I challenge people. I say, how in touch are you with people? Like I, I remember when I got a cell phone at 16, my dad's boss at the time, uh, Mr. McIntyre, who lives in LA now and we had dinner, they um, had a rule for their kids is they had to call their mom once a day. And I thought that was absurd because yeah, you have to call your mom once a day. Like, or otherwise they didn't pay for the phone. Like, regardless if it, and you had, it wasn't a text, it was a phone call. And that's something where moving down to Dallas, I called my grandparents, my grandmothers, both of them a lot. And then I call my mom and my dad a lot. I call uh, my boss, Brian, a lot, just to keep in touch with people. But then that's also where social media comes into play where, yeah, I see that AJ was in Italy or I see that AJ was in, Germany or he was in Hawaii. He was all over the place. Okay. But you don't know the full story. And I want you to know the story and I want to talk to you about these things. But if I don't know that you're again, it's a two way street and I'm guilty of it where I want to talk to other people, but whether I'm so busy or I forget things because we're all forgetful people. I'm not the, 
you know, the prime example or the best person. We all make mistakes, but I always try and rekindle old friendships or old relationships per se. And I, that's where it's very meaningful to me because in life, you never know what's going to happen. And I'd rather have people in my corner that know what's going on. They don't need to know the full story, but at least give them, you know, Hey, uh, this is what's going on in work. This is what's going on in my you know, personal life. And this is what's going on in the next three years that I have planned. Boom. What about you? And that, so that's just my outlook on life. Right on. And I, I also, I got the message, you know, from there where, you know, you were saying how, you know, are you really staying in touch? You like to challenge people on that because that's important to you. And I think that really ties well in with, you know, the idea that, you know, maybe sometimes people are just thinking that they're doing something, but they're not truly, you know, making that extra effort to do it at, you know, a, a level where, you know, it actually makes a difference. Um, right. Right. And that's where social media takes a huge play into things where um, I remember one friend, he was a, she was like, Oh yeah, I, I want to keep in touch and everything. And she had moved down to Dallas. I'm like, yeah, let, let's keep in touch. But every night she was going out and she kept saying like, yeah, I, I'm busy. I'm like, no, you're not. You're out having drinks with random people, which again, if that's how you want to live, you, you can, I'm not judging how everyone is supposed to live their life. But at least be honest with people say if you this is uh bring back to when i was in italy i went back to uh, my study abroad program and i talked with them and we talked about how our last dinner at uh, this school with all the students and faculty i made a speech and part of my speech was mean what you say when we leave and i told people i said listen study abroad trips and you can attest to this as well as william can Emmett. people don't keep in touch after studying abroad unless like maybe two or three good friends i've kept in touch with almost everyone in our 60 person group and i see a lot of them everywhere i go amazing but i told i told them in our uh in my speech i said if you're going to keep in touch with someone say it but also mean it because I'll tell you right now, Emmett, I went around to about 10 people and I told them, Hey, it was a great trip. Hope all goes well. And they were upset because I said, I didn't want to keep in touch with them. And it's, it's not, again, it's nothing on them. It, it just, I just didn't feel like they were someone that I wanted in my circle. They were, you know, an infection or whatever. I didn't care, mm -hmm. but that's where I'm honest with people. I'll be, straight to the point of, Hey, yeah, let's definitely keep in touch. Oh, I haven't talked to you in two years. Why haven't you reached out? I see that you've been in Dallas for, you know, the last six months. I'll call people out happily on what's going on. And people know that. Yeah. And you know, that come, I think that, uh, really comes back to, uh, the concept that, you know, you're, you're willing to also take that sort of feedback as well. So like, you know, what you, you expect also what you're willing to take, I guess. Um, by the way, uh, does that, is that accurate or? No, it, it is. And just be honest with people. I think is the biggest thing. Just treat, you know, we learned in elementary school, treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. I take it a step farther. I say, treat others the way 
treat others better than how you want to be treated because they'll remember that. But if it's a meaning like, uh, you know, here in Dallas, I walk away from conversations with people because I just, not because I don't agree with what their, uh, you know, thoughts are or feelings are, but it's like, this is going to go nowhere. And it's not like have a meaningful conversation. With that, uh, since we're nearing the top of top of the hour, uh, just out of curiosity, do you have time for like one more quick question? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Go ahead. Awesome. So just uh, looking at at mentors, you met, met, mentioned a few great mentors in your life a few times. Do you have um, do you have any advice for people who are just getting out of college or you know out of high school, going to their first few jobs? What your advice is for seeking a mentor? Because I think that's a very important concept nowadays, whether it's in a workplace or at school mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, for seeking a mentor, I honestly backtrack to who helped you get to where you're at. That is something I will live by to the day I die. You never forget who helped you get to where, and even a small gesture. So it could be a professor. Like I have, I joke, I have about 50 mentors in my life, my parents being at the top of the list. Now, some people aren't, you know, as blessed as having two parents um, that have cared for them their whole life and really helped them get to where they want to be, whereas, you know, others. And that's where I'd say, look at a professor. Like, one of my mentors at Iowa State was a professor um, who actually ended up leaving after two years, and we still keep in touch. Another one was uh, my old boss with Nike China. And then... Uh, Brian and uh, like the director of admissions at Iowa State who gave me his old Iowa State bow tie and I just keep in touch and I think people you should always and I always talk about old stories with them and you know I remember this time Vern that you know it was your growing away party and I came and spoke to you because you were the reason I came to Iowa State and I just say I always thank them because we don't thank each other enough for what they have done for us. And we don't really understand they did a lot. So that's when you're looking for a mentor, you can't go out to someone and be like, I want you to mentor me. Instead, who do you value a lot? What do you value in a person? And make an effort, reach out to them and say, hey, I just want to talk. And you'd be surprised at the amount of people that will reach out and say, yeah, how are you? It's funny when, uh, my ex broke up with me in January, the amount of people that came out and supported even before I went to London is incredible. And it was just, they all knew what was going on and they wanted to check in. And I didn't expect that from a lot of my mentors. I didn't expect it from a lot of my friends, but it's because you kept in touch with people. And again, a simple, like I always do handwritten letters as a thank you you know, a text messaging. Um, anyone can reach me at any time. I tell that to anyone who has my phone number. Yeah, you can post about it on Facebook, but it's not as meaningful because like I, I remember um, oh, one, of my, one of my good friends, Jeff Johnson, he has a whole cabinet filled with handwritten letters. And his dream is when he retires, He's going to have a room in his 
house with the wallpaper is going to be all the handwritten letters. And that's something that my parents have always done. They got us our own stationery. Invest in your own stationery. I'd be the first one to tell you. Nice tip. Because those handwritten, those handwritten letters mean something because you actually took the time to put in and say, you know, thank you instead of doing a quick little, I want to thank Jeff Johnson for, you know, this. And then you post photos and yeah, okay, great. You get a hundred thousand likes, but he doesn't want that because that's social media, but handwritten letters are so old, are so old school. And it says a lot to people. I love getting handwritten letters. Mm-hmm. So did that, did that, did that answer your question? I know it went into a lot of different areas with millennials and job seeking and finding mentors. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got, you got into, uh, you know, I, I think you summarized the best when you said, um, you can't go ask for a mentor, but you know, without, throughout the conversations that we've had, you know, you can't go out to ask for a mentor, but you know, you just build that relationship and you, you know, you check in every once in a while. And I, Got that great yeah. tip. stationary, right? Letters. I mean, that is powerful. I totally agree. Yeah, get, that's something where in life, you know, your best friends are going to happen and you're not going to expect them to. Or, or you know, that's going to be with the mentor. You're not going to expect to have someone as a mentor. Like I had mentors, one mentor that um, I very quickly that I think the world of, his name is Shaker Raju. He was a marketing professor. He gave me a C plus at first. And I went to Ev in his marketing class and I took his, I took three other classes with him. I did a, uh, I did an independent study with him and I respect him more than anything in the world. I helped him plan a trip to Europe for a class and to China. And we talk all the time, but I didn't like him at first. And I, you know, I still joke around with him, but I didn't, if you would have asked me, you know, who'd be a huge, you know, one of your top, you know, 10 or top five mentors. I would have five years ago, I would have said not shaker. And now it's like, yeah, he would, him, you know, Vern Hawkins, Brian Jenjen, my parents, those are people that really helped develop who I am, but all have the same core values of be humble, be honest and enjoy life. Wow. That is amazing, you know, final wrap up, be humble, be honest and enjoy life. Love that. And I think that's a great summary to, you know, everything that we've talked about and that you've shared on this podcast. So totally appreciate your time, AJ. Thank you so much. And, you know, do you have any words to wrap this up? Any other words? No, I think uh, if anyone needs to reach out to people, I think, and I speak for Emmett, when I say this, reach out to us, you know, I have no problem sharing, you know, my social media or even my phone number and just saying, give a call and just talk. You never know where you might meet or who you might meet or what path might lay ahead just by sending a text or a phone call or an email to someone. Fantastic. And is your Instagram uh, public or is it private? Yeah, it's public. There's a reason for it. So... Because that way I want to reach out to people. Um, yeah, just AJ and Jaden. With, uh, so A-J-T-J-A-D-E-N. That's all it is. Awesome.
cool. Well, thanks so much. And uh, everybody listening, I hope you got a tremendous amount of value out of this podcast. And uh, AJ, you have a great day and audience have a wonderful day as well. Thanks so much. Thank you. Everyone have a great week. Bye.